Welcome everyone. Uh, I, I look. Listen. I know. I said we were gonna talk about We Are Motorhead. I know. I was excited to talk about We Are Motorhead, but you know, uh, here's a swear for you. We're not gonna talk about We Are Motorhead because we're gonna talk about Fastway instead. As a as a homage to Pete Way, of course, because R.I.P. Pete Way died earlier this month. Unfortunately, yeah, he did. Um, Pete Way of uh, Ozzy Osbourne. UFO and Fastway fame. The side project of, well, side project, the new band of Fast Eddie Clark after he left Motorhead. Yeah, so that makes sense. That's why we're talking about it on this podcast. However. However, <laughs> in one of those funny rock and roll stories, right? So, Fast Eddie Clark gets together with Pete Way. It says, like, I'm sick of being second banana in this band. Let's start our own band. And Pete Way's are like, Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do that. Let's book a session. Let's get in the recording studio. Let's get a band together. We'll do that. This will be great. I love how, like, his, the band's set up for the two of them. It's Fast Eddie Clark, <laughs> Peep Way, Fast Way. It's, it's like, yes. That's a great name. Golden. That, work, that works so well together. But Pete Way shows up to the first day of recording and goes, you're going to hate me. <laughs> you're going to hate me. I can't legally be here because Ozzy Osbourne says I'm still under contract and he's a bit litigious. So, It's probably sorry. Sharon Osbourne at this yeah, point who's being litigious. Um, she always is and was. And then, the, yeah, and then he was like, well, fine, I'll just do Fastway without Pete Way. Yeah, so they got Mickey Feet <laughs> to play as session bassist on, uh, on the debut so album, Fastway. He's not on any of the recordings. He never played with. I know it was it was really frustrating because we're trying to fight it right. There must be something like of it. Fastway's like a thing. Fastway did like five or six albums. Surely there's one where he's a guest on it, or maybe Eddie does a guest spot on on like wasted projects. Yeah. Maybe can find nothing so far. <laughs> um, That's why we're only going to do the single as we usually do like a whole album. I think we're going to get the the vibe from the single and we'll be alright. We will, and if there's call for it, we can go back and review yeah. the full first album, but cut out the four or five tracks we'll talk sure. about on here. So we need to talk about the lineup because who is the singer in Fastway, man? It's someone best. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's Dave King. Dave King, sorry. Dave King, who? King Best. You cut who? You Celtic punk? Ah. Who you Celtic punk fans will know as the lead singer of Flogging Molly. Which is another weird thing on this band, isn't it? Yeah, because, like, you expect, oh, right, maybe they've carried on the Motorhead sound because Eddie was quite influential in his guitar playing in Motorhead. Fastway's nothing like it, and Flogging Molly is nothing like Fastway. Yeah, and, like, they were just, no disrespect to them, they were just like another 80s metal band, Fastway. They were just like. Lads with big hair who were around doing their thing, and then like Dave King comes out with just this, this cool folk punk dude. There's at the height of folk punk as well because that's kind of died off a bit now. Mm. Is like only the hardcore sticking into it, but he he made his money. He made some good fucking songs in that band, so kudos to him. He must have been in the scene a long ass time to be surviving now, like as well. Definitely, definitely. There's not many. Well, there's not many who aren't in fully established like we've been around the band has been around for 30 40 years yeah. at this point there's not many who've sort of done transitions and been successful in lots of different bands and yet still maintain some it's form a, it's of a, a it's a fella from limerick who was in the guy from motorhead's other band that was always going to be compared to motorhead mm. 
So, you know, he had to live up with a comparison to being Lemmy for years and years and years until the fight he said, just fuck it, I'm going to pick up an acoustic guitar and if you like what I'm doing, great. If you don't, go fuck yourself. It's it's such like a... It's, it's so far gone from like this. <laughs> yeah, oh. Couldn't be farther from it. So uh, what's the first single we're going to look at? So we're going to look at We Become One we first because that would have been the first single they put out. So there's... I think there's three tracks on this. I think there's We Become One and then there's the two B-sides. Two and then... B-sides. They can't do that. Surely they can't do two uh, two B-sides. Yeah, well, they, they would have done on the 12-inch single. We've only got the 7-inch. Oh. So, yeah. So, we can only listen to one on the records. I like the Fastway's 12-inch logo. Vi- huh? I like Fastway's logo. It is a cool logo. I think like they it's going that. fast. Yeah, they, they sort of had jets and things. and They sort of got it after this. I mean... Have you seen the the cover of the first LP where it's just the checkerboards? Yeah, the, yeah. the, the checker thing's weird. I mean, I guess they're going for like the visual motif of checkers is going to be our thing. But I think it's because it's like a checkered flag, isn't it? It's like fast, it's racing. And oh things, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. How fucking slow am I? But yeah, the singles are just like pictures of the band, especially on Easy Living. They look so bored on the front of that. <laughs> yeah, they do. And there's like. This came with, like, not the one I have, but it, one of the versions came with a poster, and it's just that picture of them <laughs> looking bored. Um, but after this, they sort of found... I think they found their sort of style, so it's all jets and, like, stormy... like that go fast. ...landscapes and, like, lightning through the clouds and stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's sort of a better fit, because it just looks like like 70s diner type <laughs> stuff i mean again with the way the logo is you can imagine that in neon yeah and that's yeah well let's let's listen to this single then eh? uh of these these very bored looking fellows on this single <laughs> singing a song called we become one that's Eddie Clark playing that it sounds like Motorhead songs that have been like tuned down <laughs> yeah I th- I th- this, the pace is a lot slower yeah, than, than Motorhead I think they've purposefully tried to change it up to mm-hmm. to make it different um, but yeah I totally get what you mean about the outro it's a bummer it's a, and you said like the solo as well as soon as he kicks in with the solo, it's like right now I recognise it from Motorhead. Like that. It's yeah. a Motorhead thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we become one. Well, there's a lot of things. Like, 
I've, I thought it was going to be like some kind of romance song, but it's about like, look how great we are. We're going to like the, the, the Triforce that come together to rock yeah. all you people out there tonight. Yeah, and they don't, they don't care what anyone no. else says. Yeah. They're doing this, they're doing it on their own terms. Doing this, right? <laughs> it's that's, a good. That's the kind of shit in metal that I miss. You know, like, those, those kind of songs just don't get written anymore <laughs> because they're corny, but like, I like them. You know, we can all agree that a corny song can still rock pretty fucking hard. Stuff like that. But I, this doesn't really hit the mark for being that that awesome. He said very uneloquently. I mean, I like I like the guitar sounds. The guitar sounds like great. The... It's just like the guitar sound and the slow pace with the vocal. It just, it sounds like, like when you go see a, a metal band still touring now, like a big band, and they don't have anyone that can support them. And you just get some bands you've never heard of, mm. like you know, like Hollow Skull, who are from Kent, or fucking Wombbreaker from Stafford upon Holmes, and it's just like the most generic fucking white guy metal thing you've ever seen. And you're just like, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. Technically, that's fine. I'm just not interested, mate. I've got. They seem to have the sound down though, like. Like we like the sound of the guitar, but when the bass kicks in as well, it, it gives it a really deep low end mm. as well. It's you know it's completely different to Motorhead style the because the bass well. is playing bass rather than just playing chords exactly. <laughs> like yeah. like he would a guitar like Lemmy does, um, and it's like a, a much cleaner bass sound and everything. Um, I think it's all right. It's a good introduction <laughs> to the band, as you say. Whether it's a single to lead off. Um, I don't know. But yeah. there's some interesting stuff on the album. It's just unfortunately it's not on the singles. It It's invoked... In a, it's a different time, isn't it? It is. It is. It's It's still very 80s, and this is yeah. on... We're only getting, like, the start of... Well, I mean, hair metal's in its... Is it in its full pomp by this time? Well, the hair is pretty big on the cover, so... Mm. But it's sort of going to ride that wave as it comes in and then dies in yeah. 89, 90. So it's it's sort of going off off that wave. Like, they're not quite Motley Crue at the minute, but apparently as well, Pete Way was... Um, it says about Nicky Six being really influenced by him, and he's like... Really? <laughs> but, like, Pete Best... Or Pete Way's thinking, like, fuck, I'm old if this guy's, like... <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a solid introduction. It's It's... As you say, the lyrics are a bit sort of to be desired. Um, oh, Summer and I is ending. We've four become one to tackle new de- endeavours. Our work has just begun. It's, it's fine. It's written by Eddie Clark as well. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, first single. I mean, it's, it's competent, but it's not really saying much and there's not a hell of a lot of imagery and like other meaning it's, in there or yeah. anything it's just it's just it is there's this there's not, <laughs> not much to the rhyme scheme either basically this is like something like let, let me would have bought the single when it came out and listened to it like just to see if he should be nervous and he'd be like nah i'm all right <laughs> no offense to eddie clark playing mean fucking guitar rest in peace and all that stuff but oof. maybe it'll get better maybe there'll be more interesting stuff on the the side, I, I think the uh, I think the first B side's crazy dream. These are crazy, crazy, crazy. It's a 
a lot of criticism of this will be the same as the first song where musically it's not bad at all and then the lyrics kick in and it's just a bit to be designed it's sung well and there's a good melody but there's just nothing catching about it is no there's they try they're trying to put hooks in but they're just not great um so going into the chorus, tell me what you want, tell me what you need. It's just a crazy dream. And then later on, it's, if you know what I mean, it's like, we just it's just cliches on top of cliches. But in terms of like, it's a good sounding song. And yeah. if you don't listen to the lyrics and just have it on in the background, hmm. it's, it's all right. I like it's, the drumming in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Musically, I haven't got a bad word to say about it. It's just like the lyrics are... The lyrics are a big part of the music. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the problem. But in terms that you could imagine this on like 80s film soundtracks and things yes. like that. Yeah. I'm... Much like the soundtrack to the movie... Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, yes. Which the, which the soundtrack did better than the movie. Which was the fast way we're featured on. So. This is this is what I love about fast way. There's just so much like stuff that... That that's not how it's done. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird, isn't it? But yeah, it's it's a it's a B size. Like there's we you can give it so much stick, but at the end of the day, they had the sense to cut it off the album. <laughs> um, but it's it's not bad. It's not great. But as, as I say, it's just those those lyrics just make it forgettable, and that's the problem. If it had better lyrics, then you might remember it more. Yeah. You got you got to know how to write a song in this business, and this uh, is going to become a common theme with the songs on these singles. Yeah. Is there another one on this single? You said there is. It is back in the game. Back in the game, and this was on the album as well. Yeah. No, this is a B side. Yeah. I don't get why they put both B sides mm. on the We Become One single, and then the Easy Living yeah. single has got two album tracks. So maybe that was just to promote the album, rather than getting people to buy. Because surely, like, the point of having a single with B-sides is to buy this, it's got B-sides on that you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. And the point of putting the album tracks on there is, like, look, look it is good. It is good. If <laughs> you listen, yeah, <laughs> It's like the B-sides were on the, the crap one. That's fine. So, yeah, back in the game. Back in the game. Uh, maybe maybe we will get back into this album. Maybe we'll get back into the single after we listen to Back in the Game. <laughs> no class. 
we have on occasion given some Motorhead songs stick for sounding like other Motorhead songs. But, you know, that was pretty damn close to no class, wasn't it? Yeah, the the drums are slowed down a touch. I'm trying to think if even the bass is the same as <laughs> I think it is. It's the rhythm's just exactly the same. The only difference is the vocal. Yeah, I mean, I could sit announcing back in the game, like, like look, they've quit Motorhead, but <laughs> I'm back recording, I'm back in the game, like, you can't. Yeah, but it was like, she wants me, she needs me. I'm back in the game. That doesn't that doesn't rhyme. That's that's not a good couplet. It's not how you would do that. She wants me. She needs me. Uh, she calls my name. Da, 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 da. I'm back in the game. There you go. Yeah. I just wrote that song for you, fast way. Again, this, this is a B size, <laughs> so it would cut from enough. the album. I mean, that's not an excuse. It's, it's decent. For- oh, they did sell it. To be fair, you know, it's not like. But again, different times. You could sell singles and not be asked what was on the B side, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, this was this is only on the twelve inch version, yeah. the single as well. Man, everyone was just making money in those days, and he was like, "Oh, you were a motorhead, sign to the sign to us, and we'll take care of you because you were a motorhead, and we know you're gonna be okay, you know, living off your motorhead fans." And to be fair, they they did go a good few years, didn't they? So yeah, we've got five or six albums. I've... Say so, to be fair with this, we've got, we've listened to three songs off the first single, and two of them were cut from the album. <laughs> so when we listen to the next song, that's definitely on the album, we'll become Fastway fans, is what you're saying? Yeah, like I I think you really like Easy Living. Oh, I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> I'm I'm in tune with you, your tone of voice, man. Frustra- frustratingly, as well, Easy Living, you instantly go to Uriah Heap. So there's, there's so much on this which is just fitting into cliches of just oh yeah that that your eye heaps on great and it's like no no this fast way one is that cover no no it's not it's an original and it by that point surely you're gonna think that like you know, let's call it something else just something different to, to make it different because otherwise when people hear this all they're gonna think is your eye heap oh that that's my that's my opinion of it but. Yeah, but put it on. <laughs> You'll let's, see. Let's find out. So this is some easy living. Apostrophe after the N. No G necessary. Oh, a Z in easy. get arsy with me when I correct their grammar and stuff because they're like what are you, who are you to correct me you're dyslexic you can't even spell words and is, tell me how to arrange them in sentences is this why people didn't like the snake bite love <laughs> um, album review because <laughs> we skip I can't remember what song it was now was it Desperate For You where yeah yeah 
well, I, I don't like doing stuff like this, man. I don't because, it, you know, it makes you sound like a grammar Nazi and stuff. But it just doesn't make sense. It's not a sentence. It's not. The, the lyric I'm Have referring to people, by the way. <laughs> Anyone in particular. Jesus. Just, just put them on a dartboard and, and just don't even eat. It's like everyone has a problem with it. Raising like the Mary from below the sea. What does that fucking mean, for one? She's got easy living. I assume that's a Mary Celeste. Okay, fine. Cause it's... That, that's fine, yeah, fine. But does the Mary Celeste got easy living, Matt? Or is she easy living? <laughs> got it got easy living. No. <laughs> how does one <laughs> how does one get easy living? Does one attain easy living and then experience it as a possessive noun? Is this... I don't even know if that's the right word. It's just Maybe, maybe it's referring to the Uriah Heap single that she she's bought it. She's got easy living. That's the that is literally the only way this would make sense. And then she's never had a worry. She's never in a hurry. Okay, uh, hur- hurry <laughs> as it sang. Well, you know he's from Limerick. Yeah, he, he's done a damn good job of hiding his accent. Not that he should have to, but there you go. It's different times. People didn't sing with accents. The thing is, <laughs> that doesn't make sense technically. Doesn't stop it being shit, though, does it? It's one of those like if you if you're not looking at the lyrics and you're listening to it, like and it's one of those where you turn your head and look at the stereo. It's like, is he for real with that worry and hurry? And three times. That's my favourite part. Of the, 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 the only part of the song I do like is the bit after that. Easy living. But that that, that couplet so used. And fun. That couplet is used three times <laughs> in this song. It's like, yeah, that'll do. It's like, is he not? Is he not straining to to make that rhyme? Is that is that not like anyone else in the room of the? <laughs> The, the four members of the band, the producer, and maybe the mixer. Oh, actually, Different the mixer times. won't be there. But anyway, whoever's in the room, the producer, the engineer, whatever, five, six people in the room, and not one of them says, is he not forcing that to rhyme by changing how maybe the word Maybe they were all out getting some easy living, possessing easy living. I'm not even done with my problems with this first verse, by the way. <laughs> You've got trouble with a capital T. You've got trouble. You now possess trouble with a capital T. I wish you luck, but she's going to be full of history. Okay, so she is the trouble with a capital T, and she's going. She's gonna be full of history. She's gonna be full of history. She is full of history. That makes more sense, and it rhymes better. They could say, you know, she's trouble with a capital T. That's fine. She's either way of that I'm that's that's not great, but I'll live with it. But I wish you luck, but she's she's gonna be full of history. That's ridiculous. Because on one hand, she's got easy living. That <laughs> that you'd expect you that that things are living. quite smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. Everything, despite where's the other being like, history coming from when she's been drenched from the sea with that like, easy sailing. <laughs> Yeah, because the Mary Celeste had a had a safe, smooth sailing journey, so it's it's a bit odd the way it's it's easy living, but she's full of history and stay away from that. 
It's too up and down. <laughs> it's like I don't get where up and that... down like a trapeze, man. Yeah, up and down like a trapeze, man. Jumping, jumping up and down because like, the first like a flash. The first line of the second verse again. Sorry to go on about this. Jumping up and down like a flying trapeze. Trapezes don't jump; they're stationary. It's the centre part of it on which people go up and down. Well, I suppose they swing. If a trapeze went up and down, as you were going up and down, it would void the need for a trapeze. I suppose they swing, you but know again, again I get the point. the line yeah. where we're moving like a parallelogram, which is fucking weird, but also makes perfect sense. We're moving perpendicular, much like a parallelogram. Eddie, mate, you shouldn't be writing these songs. I'm sorry, you should not be writing these songs. To be fair, it gets better. Slivers like a snake with the greatest of ease. Although he's already. Oh no, he uses that again. again. <laughs> no, he uses that line again. Um, reaching for the top, just like the Tower Eiffel. Yep. Okay. Fine. <laughs> well, uh, and then it ends with, "Well, you can go, but you can never tell." I wish old Bill would put me. Would co- I wish old, old Bill, Bill would come and put me in jail tonight? Old Bill. Yeah. Place. Well, you can go, but you can never tell. I wish old Bill would put me in jail tonight. Tonight, I a bit better, but... It, but it's like the song on Cascade into Chaos, where it's just like those old sayings that Wurzel would use, oh, and yeah. they're just like so weirdly out of place in the context of a song. I, as you can tell, Matt and people at home, I'm, I'm, I've got some problems with this song, but I did. I like the the rock and roll rhythm of it again musically. It, yeah, m- okay. musically it's great, and it, like that that one acoustic chords. That was weird. Going... <laughs> when I first heard that, I was like, "Oh, I don't like this. Get this out of my song." But then when it came back around again, I was like, "Oh, it's, it's kind of cool." That. Yeah. Thought he might have carried it on to the chorus. They should. Have, doesn't. Yeah, they should have put more more of it in there. <laughs> again, like <laughs> it's like right. That's that's the uh, the rhythm, the lead. The bass, the drums, and the vocals done. It's like I've got one more thing to put on. <laughs> just, just, just the whole song. So can through, I put I an acoustic song on it? Can, can I play acoustic guitar, please? Well, you can play three chords. Well, I, I kind of wanted to play, like you know, more than th- no three chords. That's enough. I think that's enough. We can. Uh, did Eddie Clark play those three chords? Because otherwise, I, I can guess see. He did. No, he doesn't want anyone else playing. He doesn't want anyone writing songs, and he definitely doesn't want anyone playing guitar. I told Ooh. you this would be better. <laughs> it's definitely worthy of an album. <laughs> if not for it, so it, so it can live on. That that opens the album as well. So this It's an interesting choice to open an album. What do you mean? I mean, it's interesting. That's exactly what I mean. I, I think it sets the moves. It's, it's bouncy. It's jumpy up and down. It, it gets you in the moves. Gets me in a different kind of mood. You yeah. know, that's that's me, though. That's me, though. I can see why people would enjoy it. To be fair, what else is on this single then? Easy living. Uh, the B side is "Say What You Will." Say what you will. So this is off the debut album okay. as well. So this made it onto the album, unlike the B sides from the album.
best thing I can say about Fastplay is how much it reminds me of Motorhead. Of <laughs> just one Motorhead song. Just the single song. No, 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 like, of, like, the older, like, what the, was it, Bronze Age? Of, like, of the Eddie Clark age. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, I wouldn't say it's the whole Clark age, but it's the whole Motorhead overkill mm-hmm. that sort of time yeah i feel where it was still very much they were transitioning from as much as lemmy doesn't like to be compared to to metal bands and be sure. associated with a overkill and motorhead a very much rock and roll almost transitioning yeah. into metal and there's a lot of of rock and roll blues hard rock on mm-hmm. those rather than metal which it sort of became um but yeah, again, again, no class. Yeah. No. I like class. This was probably the the song I enjoyed the most. Also the one that has all the writing credits on, so there you go. Let other people write your songs. Yeah, I don't I don't know if um uh, not, Dave not that King has got more influence on the lyrics now, now that he's come into the fold and is is writing more on mm. this. But they the lyrics are a lot more competent than more competent but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily mean they're great either you know what i mean there's 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 nothing you would take away there as something that you gotta remember and tell other people about really is there there's not i mean it's it's a catchy chorus there's a bit of a hook there say what you you will you will but again no class (laughs) and that's the problem It's not as as catchy a hook as No Class. Yeah, there's there's literally nothing there worth mentioning <laughs> <laughs> lyrically. Uh, you know, I like he does that like eighties high metal thing. I like that. Oh yeah, I, you know, oh, yeah. I enjoy that every now and again. I don't think we necessarily need it much anymore today, but it's good to hear him in the throwbacks. Yeah, I don't know how, it, how well it fits in with this. Like, it's more of a rock and roll-y type mm. song, and then it's got... Well, that's what you're talking about, how like the transition period into hair metal, and that shit's going to be around a lot more. So Yeah. yeah it's proto-hair metal. <laughs> a label that no one would ever want hoisted on them. But a lot of fans seem to go for it. Well, that's their problem. I don't know. I think that's Fastway covered then, isn't it? Well, there's there's one other B-side. Another B-side. Well, there's we've only again we've only got the seven-inch versions of this, but we can listen to Far Far from Home if you want, which closes yeah, the album, uh, which would have been on the twelve-inch version of this single. Again, putting out twelve-inch versions of singles along with a seven-inch, it's something I don't get. Different times. As I, I, well, I, I understand. Money, no, I understand that you can't put two B sides on. You can't put a single and two B sides on a B seven sides inch. Or not two B sides. Two B sides or not two B sides. But anyway, put it on. <laughs> put it on a twelve inch. God, I'm funny. Put if you're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I don't get why I released I the seven know. inch. Well, let's, since music is the food of love, let us play on until we're fat and full. I listen to far, far from home.
I find weird about this is how we were talking, it sounds like the old Lowerhead Blues stuff, but there was no like long bluesy guitar solos. No, the the only time I can think there is one is in songs like uh, like Stone Dead Forever, Joe Airy. Mm. The outro keeps going and the solo just keeps going over the top. That's very fast and sort of hard, whereas this is, this is really smooth and cool and laid back. Uh, yeah, but I would have thought with it being his first solo project he would have been like yeah i'm just gonna shove loads of guitar in this spoon he didn't yeah it's, it's, with it. it's very much a band record it's not yeah. so i was like every time there's a like a break in that song it was like here it comes here comes the the long solo there is a big outro solo but it, it fits mm. it fits here um because it, it's that type of song it sort of builds and then it builds to be quite quiet and then sort of building up into the choruses and then the big long outro with a solo going over the top. I don't want to compare it to like comfortably numb, but it's that mm. kind of thing where it gets to there and it's just a solo just squealing over the outro and just off into oblivion. I, like I, I quite like the song. I don't think the vocals help much on it. No. Um, they, they come across as quite whiny when he's not talking about like rock and roll things. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bit of an odd fit because as you say, it's, it's very bluesy, but, Steve King singing like a hair metal singer. Yeah. It, I didn't notice it too much, but I can see how it doesn't quite fit as it should. Like if it's if it's like a Robert Plant type singing this, which it does remind me mm-hmm. of at times as well. That's fair. Yeah. Then yeah, I can see it. Um, but yeah, I I, I quite I it's. It creates like a mood and an atmosphere, and it's that thing at the end where you've got you've got a big sound and you've just got a solo just just, it's a good just way to end an album. Away. But good way to end an album. It is, although I've done it's it ends the CD versions ah, yeah. of the album <laughs> because this was given away as a as a promo seven inch with the LP again, like just other things that I don't I don't get about this band. Like, why is it not on the but why would why would you do it like that? <laughs> like it's it's on again, it's on the twelve inch um version of the Easy Living single, but why put out an album? And like I've seen bands do it where they put out an album and they'll give you a promo seven inch for whatever reason. Um but why just have this song on the promo? I d I don't get it. Why not have pressed it on the album? I don't know. There seems to be a lot of stuff they just did in the studio over this and not a lot of it made it to the album. Weird, man. You know what else is weird? Uh, the drummer from this band. What did you think of the drumming in that song, by the way? Do you, do, you know, do you know what I think? I thought it was just like a bit step too much. Like he could have dialed it back a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it was that song it was needed. But anyway, he uh, was he played in Pete Way's last uh, band, Wasted. Wasted. Yeah. I want to check out some Wasted stuff. It's weird. Got a, a weird discography, that guy, the bands he was in. He was in a band called Humble Pie that I've never heard of before. <laughs> that had loads of albums. Well. But yes, yeah, that's a, a weird callback to why we started this in the first place. So anyways, an introduction to Fastway. What do you think <laughs> of the first two singles and B-sides? It's not made me want to listen to more Fastway, I'm sorry. Maybe like the latest stuff. I don't think this is necessarily the best representation of it's the first album Fastway. as well really isn't it so and it's the first album with with her a lineup they weren't expecting to have so yeah i mean if you go back and listen to the album like 
heft is probably my favorite song on there and it's so different mm-hmm. from anything that's around at the time it could be on a 90s grunge album it's it's just a slow lumbering like just number and the vocals seem to fit almost even though they shouldn't um but yeah it's so different from anything else on that album and so different from anything else at the time like that another day and like far far from home i think are, are probably the takeaways off off this although i'd, I'd love easy living as well just because of the absurdity of the lyrics i did enjoy that easy um living. yeah i'm not gonna i'm not saying it's the worst band i've ever heard like there's stuff there there's stuff to take away i might check it out more as i go along but I prefer Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, I think there's three or four good songs on there that I like and one or two that... There's a lot, like Easy Living, like, um, I said, Give Me Some Action and All I Want, I Need Is Your Love and everything. Mm. It's just proper, like, 80. And they're, they're all right. They're perfectly serviceable, listenable songs. But in terms of the ones I want to listen to, there's there's a few on there. And you, you're right, it's not Motorhead. Yeah. But Unfortunately, these two singles are not the best representation of Fastway. Like, go go and listen to Heft. Like, if there's one Fastway song to listen to, go and listen to Heft, and and then come back right. and say whether you like <laughs> whether you like them or not. Well, then, uh, this is the Motorhead podcast talking about another band that's not Motorhead talking about an album they made but talking about the singles they made and saying don't go listen to those singles listen to the album that they made confusing as the band Fastway itself <laughs> it's good as places any to end it I suppose yeah yeah. interesting uh, I'm glad we took the time to look into this in my own time I will listen to some of the newer Fastway or well, the later days Fastway stuff but next month definitely gonna do oh, definitely, do definitely we gonna do We Are Motorhead because I'm looking forward to that so Join us then and, you know, tell us what your opinions of Fastway are on Odo at Motor Monthly on Twitter and topatsacanes.com, the place where this and many other fine podcasts are hosted. We'll see you then. Keep motoring, ring, ring, ring. I can't think of a fucking catchphrase for this podcast. Whatever. It's been going for like two years. (laughs)